This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of every best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and we're welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. And to listen to all parts of today's interview, go to VeritasRadio.com and subscribe. You'll receive your login immediately and we'll have access to all of our material commercial-free. And to get in touch with us, for member support, media inquiries, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower, there's a link for you by clicking on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And today we're discussing Archons, Anunnaki, and the Awakening Within with our friend, author, minister, transpersonal, intuitive counselor, visionary, and founder of ESETI, Enlightened Contact with Extraterrestrial Intelligence from somewhere in Mexico, James Gilliland. Hello, James, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? I'm doing great. It's glad to be back on the show. Glad to have you on. It's been, uh, gosh, almost three years, I think. I can't believe it's been this long. Yeah, we miss having you out there at the ranch, you know, and, and uh, it was fun sitting out in the field watching all the UFOs and the orbs and the other crazy paranormal activity going on there. Absolutely. And and by the way, three years, but not because I haven't wanted you on the show, but every time we have scheduled something or sent you an email, something happens where they get lost or your computer goes down. Why do you think this continues to happen? Well, I'm, I'm sure it's none of the alphabet agencies because they would never, you know, read my email or divert it, you right. know. And, and uh, of course, we all know about that fiasco. And, uh, you know, it's it's obvious. They're the powers that were do not want this information to get out. And they're doing all they can to suppress it, you know, because it means the end of their reign. And, and they know it's coming. They, they know the outcome of the story, but they're just doing all they can to just hang on, you know, with thin air, basically. You know, we have something in common, uh, James. You and I go to Mexico quite a lot. As a matter of fact, you're down there right now. I'm not going to say where you are uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, but, you know, when I was there in living in the 90s, I, I did have my very first paranormal experiences. Some, as a matter of fact, some of, uh, let's call them my guide Material materialized there. Perhaps I wasn't ready to to see somebody else presenting as an energy or as an extraterrestrial, but it was somebody in the way of a human, and I get a lot of information that put me where, where I am today. But anyway, you have had a lot of connections and research done in Mexico. Can you can you talk about that? 
Well, what's interesting is there's a lot of ships flying right over where I'm at right now. And uh, people are coming from everywhere and saying, did you see it? You know, you see last night and almost every day I get that. And, uh, and so there's a lot of activity going on here. There's a bay where the ships have a history of coming in and out of the water. And then there's another uh, very spiritual, like a power spot here that uh, the ships are, have been seeing a lot. So I'm, by, I'm in an area where there is a lot of activity. And, and I've had crazy, every time I come down here, it usually starts out with I have to do a lot of clearing work with, you know, some dark stuff, some sorcery and reptilian and gray activity and things like that. And then after the first week or so, all that gets cleared up. And then the people finally start coming together again. And, and I teach uh, self-mastery classes and Yigong classes down here. And, and uh, uh, it's at a Weichel Center and all the proceeds go. Uh, I've done some talks and things and all the proceeds go to the to the Native Americans here or Native Mexicans, I guess I should say, here in uh, uh, Mexico, which I, I, I love doing. I love, you know, it's like a a little bonus thing, karma bonus points, you know, but, uh, but anyway, that's the main reason I come down here is to help out and uh, kind of try to get the people together. But it's this, these last two waves of energy that came through, one came through Thanksgiving and another one came through on Christmas. It just pushed everybody's stuff up. And even a lot of the healers got into blame and projection and their stuff came up and it was really hard to, to get people unified, you know, to sit down together and clear these energies. Where do you think those energies, and by the way, when you say Native Americans, I think that's correct, because America comes all the way from the down from Patagonia in Argentina, all the way up to Canada. So they're, they're still yeah. Native Americans, I guess. But yeah. where are these energies coming from, you think? Well, these are aligned with galactic plane. And, uh, you know, the Mayans call it Hunabku. Everybody has a name for it, but it's uh, the the Alcyon in the center of the Milky Way, there's massive pulses of energy coming through and they're getting, they're increasing exponentially as each wave comes through. So one wave will come through and it'll just push all the old wounds and traumas and wrong conclusions from past experiences, you know, that we haven't dealt with up to the surface. And then we have a, a transition period where we can clear these energies and work on these energies. And then the next wave comes through even stronger. And so, if you're not doing your work, you're going to get really hammered on the next round. You know, so it's it's, uh, and I don't know when the next one. The last one came through right right around Christmas, as we said it would. We we had pre knowledge of it, and it did come through. But what I'm finding out is that around that same time as the positive energies coming in are coming in, we've got the the negative boys doing their thing, you know, heavy chemtrailing, psychotronics, um, you know, the dark forces have been rearing their ugly head at the same time. I mentioned this to you before we started that, you know, when you go to Mexico and you see these lights, I have personally never seen lights down there yet, but, you know, a lot of people see them and you ask them, why do you think you see so much here and not in the United States? And they always tell you the same thing. Even Jaime Mausan says it because we don't shoot them down. <laughs> yeah. However, one thing that you and I see when we go down there, and I, I, I make fun of it because I take my, my beach chair, I sit down at the beach, and I see the one plane coming early in the morning. And yeah. it starts flying. It goes out of the, the town line. It stops spraying and comes back. And before, the, before noon, the entire sky is completely covered in chemtrails. So you see that where you are as well in, in that part of Mexico. Yeah, and there's a little bit of denial about it down here. People don't want to admit it's going on, but, you know, we saw them do it uh, <clears throat> and just recently, right before Christmas and, and during the Christmas vacation while everybody was down here, they sprayed very heavily. And, you know, and I, I was telling the people, a lot of the people in town now are waking up to it. They're figuring it out. But I said, watch, in three days, everybody's going to start getting sick. And within three days and then a few days after that the whole town was just hacking and coughing and a lot of elderly were going off to the hospitals and and you know it really affected the young and the elderly and anybody that doesn't have a you know a healthy immune system so yeah they're it's a global thing they're hitting everywhere and and uh you know i i know they really want a lot of the third world countries to they're they're hitting those pretty hard and you know, it's not just the chemtrails, but the inoculations and, and you know, the the wars that they start up and everything else. They're doing all they can to just get the population down. 
And of course, they deny it because they don't want to admit, I'm talking about Mexico, they don't want to admit that it's not them doing it, doing the spraying. And if it's not them, then they would have to admit that they have no power over who's doing it. The question in everybody's mind, who's doing it and really why? I know it's multifaceted, but who's doing yeah. it and why? Well, <clears throat> it's, it's interesting to go from the top down, and a lot of people are going to have trouble with this, but... We have to really look at what's happening on the planet and what's happening is so inhuman that we'd have to come to the conclusion that probably it's not human. You know, that's that's creating so much trauma on the planet. That's just totally at war with nature and and humanity and creating as much pain and suffering as possible, you know, including death, you know, of innocent men, women and children. You know, when you take all the wars going on, you take the GMOs, the chemtrails, the Gulf oil spills, now Fukushima, you know, you add all these things up. These things aren't accidents, although they'd like to let us believe they are. But, uh, you know, the, when you take the big picture and just, you know, look at the fluoride in the water, all the food additives and the, the uh, um, aspartame, you know, everything is pointing to a combined effort to actually turn us all into you know, neutered zombie robot workers, basically, and, and anybody with a brain or a mind, uh, they're, they're, they're just trying to shut down or, or get rid of altogether. And, you know, we know they've done that in the past. They did that in Germany. You know, they've done that in other places. You know, they, they got rid of the intellects and the people that had that were aware of what was going on. But it's, it's you know, they're starting to do it here now, and, and they're trying to un, un, roll out these plans, you know, with the FEMA camps and all these other things. But I really don't think they're going to get that far as far as they'd like to with it because they're they're way behind on their schedule is why they're they're picking everything up but you know basically you've got some you know the archons the regenerate ETs you know some grays and reptilians involved there and you've got some like demonic type energies and there's some uh oh I'm trying serpent beings at the top of that that are just pure evil you know they're pure dark and then when you, and then you go down the line and you've got their puppets, you know, which are humans, which have totally chosen the path of material acquisition and greed and power over others and who are at the same frequency they are. So they pretty much sold their souls and actually have done it with ceremonies and, and willingly have sold their souls for power and wealth, you know, and notoriety or whatever. <clears throat> so you've got that element going on. And then as it bleeds down, you know, you have little lesser influence but it's still being influenced and you know you've got the lamestream media you know which is totally controlled and and it, it goes down the line to everyday joe you know who just wants to watch football and and drink a beer and and uh and you know go to work you know basically unfortunately but there is there is a major awakening uh going on where a lot of people are figuring out what's going on they're just seeing how heinous it is and uh you know they they are just you know a lot of the vets are coming back and they just can't believe what they were exposed to and what they had to do especially the depleted uranium you know and uh you know before agent orange and all these other things um they're they're screwed up i mean they're on timers and they've they've served their country supposedly they were duped into that and now they're coming back and just left to die and said they're crazy and and now they're taking away their guns and their own constitutional rights, the things they fought for. Uh, it, it's just, you know, you look at the NSA thing, all these things unfolding, you know, and, and James Clapper up there saying, lying to Congress and then saying he told the, the, the easiest lie he could. And, yeah, I, I don't, you just, you know, you lie to Congress and you go to jail. Basically, that's the program, you know, unless you're, in cahoots with you know the right people who who don't honor any law but it it's it's just getting so obvious now that that you know the world has been in control of some very dark regenerate entities and when you you climb the hierarchical ladder you know of power and wealth you just as you go up the ladder it just gets darker and darker and darker until you run into unseen negative influences uh and, you know, and a lot of New Agers are going to get very angry with this, but even that's a program. You know, that was created in Stanford Research where you're not supposed to look at evil. You're not supposed to deal with this. And uh, if you see it, it's in you. And so you, you turn a blind eye to it. You're just supposed to focus on love and light and and things like that. And that's that's another teaching. That's a very imbalanced teaching. 
you know, we have to look at both sides of the coin, you know, the whole enchilada. Because enlightenment means to be in knowledge of all of it. And so we just can't turn a blind eye to what's happening on this planet. But uh, the good news is, is that's all getting ready to be turned in on itself and implode, you know, as the earth moves up in frequency. Absolutely. And let me just say that you mentioned that when subjugation is planned, the first ones to go are the intellectuals and the awakened. And with this global awakening that's taking place, that's why they, they are going overboard. They're, they're upping the ante and trying to suppress not only energy, but uh, our voice, uh, the way we, we interact with each other. They're, they want to keep us divided. And, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, all the veterans are coming. And I believe I heard Alfred Weber mention a figure the other day, one million disabled veterans coming from all these wars. And I, I hear from them in many ways. Some of them are our own subscribers. Some of them are still over there in, 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 in the Middle East. Some are here and they tell me, look, I listen to you. I am awakened now, but I'm halfway through. If I say something right now, I'm going to be dishonorably discharged. I'm going to, they're going to take away my pension. So they, they have to just uh, tread lightly, if you will. But you, you mentioned depleted uranium, carcinogens in the water, aspartame, fluoride, chemtrails. Is this genocide, James, or the population? Oh, this is definitely genocide. I mean, there's no, you know, every, if you look at, at the end result, especially with the chemtrails, with all the heavy metals, which are, accumulative, you know, that are that are going into people's system. And now um, I'm down here doing some research with some incredible uh, doctors and, and physicists that are monitoring all of this. And they're saying like up to 90% of the people globally are infected with this Mergellin's disease, which is a nanobot. And, and they have it to one degree or another, which is uh, a, a program to turn everybody into a little robot basically because it's going to turn you into an antenna they're little uh metallic fibers with a little motor in them when you look at them under a microscope uh, but the good news is there's a way of getting rid of this you ping them with a <laughs> electromagnetic pulse so if the sun hits us with a big flare you know or somebody declares a nuclear war and hits us within the impulse they're going to cure everybody you know it might take off the uh, you know down the grid or a few other things but in the long run, it's actually not going to be a bad thing. But uh, there's there's all these technologies now that I'm looking at down here that are acceptable, and they're be, and they're using them. Everything from stem cell research to oxygen therapies, ozone therapies, uh, chelation. Um, I can go on and on with all of these. Uh, a lot of them are like radionics, where they're actually treating water, you know, with uh, a saline solution with a frequency and programming the water to do certain things. And we're like 80% water anyway. So, uh, and they can actually run these frequencies through the body and heal a lot of things. But um, the, the research I've been doing, they, they are coming out with just as, as the negative side is coming out with some really ugly stuff, the, the positive side is coming, you know, underground with these cures. But the problem is they're just not available to uh, the masses and, you know, they're also, you can't just bring them out in the, uh, in the United States because you have the FDA, you know, the federal death, uh, whatever guys, yeah. in, you know, assures, you know, uh, coming, banging down your door, which I've seen happen uh, repeatedly with people that have cures for cancer and have alternative energies and, and feel this energy technologies, even anti and counter gravity. I know people that have those technologies. But and we could turn this planet around uh, if the people would rise up. It's everything is there. The only problem is that there's a system in place that's doing everything it can to suppress and you know declare war on nature and the people right now. And until that that program has transcends or moves on, uh, it's going to be very hard to bring these other you know healing technologies out, especially in the U.S. And that's what I'm thinking in my mind. I can envision millions of people saying to enough of the suppression. We have a, a radio show now called Sanitas, and we discuss this. We've interviewed people who have been abducted. A extraordinary rendition. Somebody who discovered with, with natural cures how to cure cancer. And usually it's the FDA. 
they can't come out with with the cures. In the past, we've had the natives around the world. They had a plant matched with the disease. A lot of those plants are now, as you know, illegal. Uh, we have Jeff Harvey, one of our Veritas guests, who's going to be talking about radionics pretty soon. He's had a lot of success with that. But it's interesting that you mentioned nanotubes, nanotechnology about chemtrails, because we have that technology today. How easy could it be to spray nanotubes via chemtrails? And, and we already know they're, they're using aluminum, barium, strontium, to name a few. But nanotubes, not to spread fear, folks, but just to be aware of it. Is it possible to use this technology where, quote-unquote, they can turn them on or off as they please for everybody? Oh, definitely. They have that technology, and they're using that technology. And it's, you know, it's in... According to these doctors I've been looking at that are watching, you know, they're using dark field microscopes and things like that and looking at people's blood, they're just seeing rampant, you know, candida, morgellons, you know, all these weird little viruses that nobody even knows who they are or where they came from, you know, and mycoplasms and everything else. And a lot of these are all engineered. Uh, a lot of these viruses that are spreading around, these flu viruses, I mean, they're definitely engineered. So. Uh, you know, if you can collapse a people's immune system and, and line their lungs so they can't get rid of this stuff and then spray, you know, you've got them in a, in a compromised position and then you drop these other little viruses on them, you, you can do a lot of damage and take out a lot of people. Can come people circumvent this? Because now I'm in the desert. I hear my wife say, I'm going to go jogging. I looked out, out the window yeah. and I see this guy and now she's believing it. She goes out, she comes back, she's coughing. Her eyes are are, are, are almost burning. I've heard from people. I did a show on, on eyesight the other day, a health show. And some people say, I used to wear contacts. Now I can't because it itches so much when I go out. Is this because of chemtrails? Oh yeah. It's all the grit in the air, you know, that's affecting their eyes and just you know, you wake up in the morning, you have all that grit in your eyes and your eyes are all red and everything else. That's exactly from the chemtrails. And some of the doctors, are they can't figure it out because there's a lot of the elderly dying. And they're saying, you know, this disease, whatever it is, started in their eyes. It came through their eyes and affected the rest of their body. Or it comes through, you know, it didn't really come through their nose or mouth or, or you know, from their hands to mouth or anything else. So, uh, there's so many things going on. I mean, to document all of this, is just unbelievable. But when you just take the big picture and look at it and all the different uh, devices and shenanigans going on, it's just undeniable that, uh, you know, there's a, there's a mass assault on humanity. And uh, a lot of people will try to say, oh, you're a conspiracy nut or you're, you know, you're, you're in fear and you're, you're pushing fear porn. You know, I've heard it all. Um, all I'm doing is bringing out the facts and the evidence and uh, people can choose to do with it what they want. And they're the ones in fear and they're the ones that are programmed because they're afraid to look at what's really going on and what's happening. And they're, they, they want to look at just half the picture, you know, and then they say, oh, well, consciousness creates reality. Well, if you're, you're unconscious and you're being affected by all these things, then that's your reality because you're not aware of these things. And you're not doing things necessary to prevent them. And I think, James, and uh, like you, I think I'm going to get attacked by the New Age uh, groups as well. I get emails all the time saying, how dare you talk about New Age? This is just to enlighten people. And they write to me, Mel, you're lowering my vibrations with this, this talk. But folks, if you were at home and I'm your neighbor and I see smoke coming out of your windows and I see flames, I'm going to go knock on the door at, the, at night. Are you going to tell me? You're, you're disturbing my dream? Or would you rather me knock in the door and save your life? So you do with this information as you please, but do not ignore it. Don't be an ostrich. Don't put your head in the sand. This is right in front of our eyes. And, and I, I hate to continue talk, talking about chemtrails, but this is so prevalent worldwide that I don't think people can continue denying the undeniable when you look up, James. Oh, no. I mean, basically, I, I hear pilots come on and say, oh, no, I'm a pilot. You know, that doesn't happen. You know, I fly a lot. I'm sure you do, too. And I see the whole skies crisscross. I see the pilots flying right through chemtrails. I see when they do fly through one that people in the plane start sneezing and coughing sometimes, uh, you know, and because and they use the same air, basically, it comes right through the plane. But, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's a cumulative. It, yeah, it's not going to drop you dead immediately, like some kind of nerve gas, which you're finding that in them too as well. 
but it's so spread out, it's accumulative, and so it has a a, a long term effect, and and it just keeps accumulating. And that's it's like the frog in the pot, you know. The frog doesn't know he's being boiled, you know. And and uh, if you turn the heat up slowly, you know, and pretty soon the heat accumulates, and boom, you got a dead frog, you know. Exactly, and I know people high in the airline industry, and they have confirmed to me that it's not them. They yeah. can't talk. They can't talk about it, but they do tell me that uh, 15, 20 years ago, or, or maybe even less, they 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 changed the altitudes for commercial airliners lower than what it, they used to fly, and they they were upset because airlines they survive on the on the uh, fuel consumption. If mm -hmm. if they can fly higher, they can travel faster. So they were to, they were told to go lower. Now they have to spend more fuel. That's why the price of of uh, the tickets are still high. But these planes, whoever is, is flying them, whether they're remotely controlled or not, they're operating at a much, much higher altitude. And I've confirmed this three times flying where, you know, when I see the clouds, the airplane comes out of the clouds and all of a sudden I look up and thousands of feet higher, I see those planes. So, you know, what do you make of that? Well, you know, I, I live not too far away from Portland Airport and uh, they fly right down the river, um, the Columbia River. Most of them do on, on coming in. And you look, you watch these planes going up and you see the chemtrailers going by and uh, the the other plane, you know, the commercial plane would, would go right through the chemtrail. No, no contrail, anything would fly from down low, go up through the chemtrail, up into a higher altitude and then take off and leave. And you're saying, well, how come that one isn't leaving a chemtrail? And the other plane is totally leaving this huge voluminous cloud, you know, going across the sky. And and then you see it make a U-turn and turn around and come back the other way. You go, okay, what what airliner flies out and makes a U-turn and then comes back? Two of That's them right. together. You know? They forgot something. Yeah. And and why are they flying over areas that normally don't have any air traffic? Uh, you know, it's not in the flight pattern, you know. So I mean, it's, it's so obvious. I mean, it, it's, you'd have to be blind and, and ignorant, you know, not to see the obvious if you just watch the skies. And, uh, you know, the evidence is there. The, I know people that are, are, were involved in building these planes and they're retrofitted later, you know, with these huge spraying devices and all these canisters and things like that. So, so the, uh, it's, it's very, very obvious that. You know, this is definitely happening. People in the know know it's happening. Uh, geoengineering is a done thing. I mean, they've all admitted that's happening and they have all the um, patents Patents for it. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, they've been doing it for God knows how long. And now they're trying to put these nanoparticles that are much smaller, that there's no way you can keep those out of your lungs and even out of your house. And and those are going to really cause all kinds of heart failure, lung failure, um, everything. They're, they're, it's really nasty. The, the latest batch, you know, and any you know, strontium, aluminum, and barium are not good. They're accumulative. You know, they're heavy metals. They collapse your immune system. You know, they're they're the worst thing they could be spraying up there. So, you know, it makes no sense whatsoever. Another thing I might add too is you know they're trying to push this global warming. They're saying they're doing this to cool down the planet. You know, and so all these top researchers that are pushing global warming are now stuck in the ice in the Antarctic and they can't get out, you know. Uh, I think that is hilarious, uh, you know, going on. So so it's, it's like we're… Even the rescue vessels are getting stuck in the ice. Yeah, they can't get them out. There's so much ice, they can't get them out. So, I mean, where's the, I mean, I'm all for climate change. I definitely do not believe in the carbon is doing it. I do believe in, in fuelless energy technologies that we do need to adopt clean fuelless energies and to clean up the air. But at the same time, all of the planets are undergoing atmospheric changes. And uh, it's not just the Earth. And it has everything to do with, you know, aligning with galactic plane and moving into a highly energized place in space, which the Russian scientists have been talking about. Uh, Dmitriov and and I think it was Valerie Dmitriov. I'm, I'm not sure if I get the name right, but you know they've all told us that we're moving into uh, a highly energized place in space. We're aligning with Alcyon and galactic plane, and we're also uh, going into a place where there's going to be a lot more debris. You know, which we've seen all kinds of debris. You know, coming in a lot more meteors and comets and things of that nature. You know, and aluminum you can equate it with uh, 
part, uh, Alzheimer's, you, a barium, you can equate it with heart disease because it, it mm -hmm. depletes the body of uh, potassium and strontium is radioactive. So equate it with cancer. But, you know, a few days ago, I was talking to some friends and we were being sprayed here in the desert. You could see dozens of planes flying at the same time. And I would tell them and they would roll their eyes. Of course, they're not enlightened. But the next day, the entire sky was completely clear. And I told them, wait a second, I thought that airliners flew every single day. Did it, it's not Sunday, it's not a holiday. Did they all take the day off? And they were scratching their heads. You know, why were there so many planes yesterday and now there's nothing at all? Yeah. And you know, bar barium too is really nasty. If you want to stop troops, troop movement, you just spray barium over the troops. And they'll come down with all this upper respiratory problems and gastrointestinal problems. And the next thing you know, they have such bad muscle and joint pain, they can't even march, you know. So, and that's some of the things that are being sprayed on the people. What about the people who are, see, I, I have a hard time believing that there's not one single pilot that's not coming forward to talk about chemtrails. And I know that all these planes since the 1980s could be remotely controlled. Could mm -hmm. this planes be remotely controlled? And that's why we haven't seen anybody come forward because these people have families. They have brothers, sisters, kids, and so on. So they're being sprayed as well. From what I understand, they are remotely controlled. And uh, they have, uh, you know, it's a need-to-know basis. And so they were trying to pull it off and they kept getting caught. And so I think they went to totally remote control uh, planes because they – there was a guy in the uh, NOAA that flew for NOAA, and he said that repeatedly the pilots were were kind of disappearing and taking an early retirement. They f couldn't figure out why, and they were switched out with these other guys that were taking their positions that were uh, basically said they were very cold. Uh, they didn't wouldn't even say hi to you. They were like almost like robots. Um, and he said, I don't know who these people are that are stepping in and taking over uh, these other pilots. And then I've heard it's gone from, from people that are probably under pure mind control to, to now totally automatic. So it might be both. Anybody who listens to us may be thinking that we're crazy, but this is mind control is, is, is a proven fact. It's been around for decades. You know, look at the precedent we have, but let's you know, go there right now. But I remember the BP oil spill. That was bad, but now we have Fukushima. Dead sea life showing up everywhere. And what about the one that we don't see dying in the middle of the ocean and we haven't, you know, other countries uh, have not intervened. Why is it that if this is becoming a, a global event, that we're not seeing more countries rise and say, Japan, you need our help right now, otherwise we're going to have to do something about it? Well, I mean, this is definitely a global event and it's infecting the entire globe, but we have to realize there is a global leadership, you know, that's in control. And and if you look at what they do, I mean, I mean, why would it be in the interest of the people to turn off all the detectors, you know, along the coast and not give people access to when when they are being rained on, you know, so they can stay indoors or or do any necessary adjustments, you know, take some iodine and start eating some brown seaweed and a few other things, you know, to help, you know, combat this. The, you, you look at all this stuff and you this is just, it's so big. The cover-up is so big that, um, but, but the damage is also so big too that they can't cover it up. So it's a combination of things going on that by covering this up, they're just exposing who they are and their true nature and who owns them. And they definitely are not you know, here to enlighten the people or, or take care of the people or protect the people. And in fact, they're doing quite the opposite. So, you know, by allowing, you know, the Gulf oil and the core exit and people being sprayed with that and then the Fukushima event happening and not really telling people about the bluefin tuna, which was, I think, 15 out of 15 were, were hot, were radioactive that they, they did tests on one group. Um, you know, they're, they travel fast. I mean, bluefin tuna travel long distances and fast. And so that's one of the fishes it's really turning up in. But, uh, you know, it's the seafood industry and everything else. And let's not rock the boat. Let's not, you know, keep shopping everybody, you know, that there's nothing to see here. You know, that program is so entrenched that they don't want to interrupt business or social consciousness. They want to keep everything, you know, business as usual. But, 
the thing is, is that some of these things are so horrendous with Fukushima and the chemtrails and everything else. It's, you can't avoid it. You can't ignore it anymore. It's just such a monster. Uh, it's, it's in everybody's face. And eventually the whole world's going to wake up to, to what's being done and who's behind it. And I want to discuss more of Fukushima, but here's one question that I get all the time from people who always preface the question with the same. They say, Mel, this may sound like uh, out there or it may sound like a, a stupid question, but could chemtrails be a way to terraform the planet for another race of beings? And I must admit, James, I have thought of that myself. What do you think? Uh, you know, I wouldn't rule anything out because they're definitely have made war upon, you know, humanity uh, and making the, the planet an inhospitable place for, for humans, you know, so who knows? I mean, there could be, you know, some grayer reptilian groups are, they're trying to claim the planet for their own and, and they seem to be able to live in a toxic mess because they've screwed up their own environment so much that they're, they're used to it. You know, they can they can deal with the a really toxic uh, environment a lot lot better than we can. So, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised, but you know, the good news is, is that the, the interdimensional ones and the higher dimensional beings and the ones that are, are more human are stepping up to the plate now and, and they're going to be, you know, ridding the planet of these, of this whole Archon network is going to fold in on itself and they're getting the, from the top down, they're taking this out. So, I don't think they have much longer here and and this whole Archon network and the people that serve it and as well as their own bodies and, and their kingdoms are going to implode. You know, they're not frequency specific to the energies coming in. And the higher dimensional beings, they know how to work with consciousness and energy and the grids and they know how to create change on the highest levels and uh, and that's where they're working. So there's their technology and their consciousness and, and their evolution is so far beyond these archons and these other people. I, I do have hope, you know, that, that we are going to pull out of this, but it doesn't mean we can sit on our butts and, and, and hide, you know, behind new age teachings and things like that and, and ignore the obvious. And years ago, if you told me about frequencies when I was in the financial world, I would just have ignored it. But recently, I interviewed a great mind. I was not aware of his work until recently. I'm referring to Dr. Samir Osmanagic. For those who are listening, I really, I highly recommend that you listen to uh, our interview, Recorded History is Wrong. Anyway, he discusses the Bosnian Pyramid, and he said something very interesting when I asked him what happened to the builders of all these magnificent structures. Did they die? Did they blend into the population or something else? And he said something interesting, James. He said, maybe they just changed their frequency. What a powerful statement was that, isn't it? Well, that is true because that is exactly what happened. And uh, it's a good segue to go into that. I don't know how much time we have, but um, when we go back to the original temple builders, you know, the Anunnaki, uh, they call them the bearded gods, you know, those who came from heaven to earth. Uh, they, they originally were not negative. There's a lot of misunderstandings about them because people are, are, are going from a lot of misinformation and old information and they really don't know what's happening now or, or the real history of the earth. But uh, the original Anunnaki were very enlightened. Uh, they had a council of six men and six women and they operated under universal law and their planet was dying. And so they came to, to get the gold as an aerosol and they actually ingested it as well for longevity and, and other things. But they uh, they came here and it was a win-win situation. They took a knuckle dragger, jumped him up in genetics and consciousness, gave him a huge evolutionary jump, and in, in return, they, they got the gold they needed to save their planet. And the people that they did bump up genetically uh, were in awe you know, of, of their so-called so creators. I'm not saying it's they, the creator, because something created them as well. But uh, it was a whole different scenario. And then they left. And the ones they left behind are the fallen ones, the fallen angels, whatever you want to call them. And, and they got caught up, you know, they found the earth women to be fair. They got into turf wars and fights. And, and it goes back to all kinds of fights between Enki and Enlil and Marduk and all these other groups. And, and unfortunately, down the road, Marduk actually made an alignment with the reptilians and the greys for full dominion over the planet and even went to war with his own people. 
and and we're still dealing with that mess right now. Uh, the good news is is that the Anunnaki, the original ones, are back, and they've returned, and and they've got some things up their sleeve, you know, that are going to happen. And, and this is what I'm talking about: the ones that are dealing with consciousness and energy and tearing down the old grid and pushing in a 5D grid, a fifth dimensional grid. And uh, they're just tearing down this old program and resetting the earth to get back on its natural state, you know, back to Eden. The, uh, the other beings, the Pleiadians, there's the Orion Council of Light, the Andromedans, uh, a lot of these other beings are also involved in this. There's Syrian beings. And, uh, and there's a lot of negative press, a lot of misinformation about that as well. But um, we're talking five, six, and seven D beings, seventh dimensional beings that are coming in right now to shift, you know, help with this shift and these energies and these 4D guys, the Archon Network, and and their back engineered stuff and, and our own that have lined with the government as well are no match for what's coming in. I mean, they're they have full use of creational energies. It's it's not uh, it's not going to be a match at all, and it's just a matter of of, of how much they're going to allow and and i think they're done that we've gone past that that limit you know they're very allowing very loving beings but the condition of the earth and and what's happening with humanity and and uh with all the things going on in this civilization they have to intervene now to to actually save the earth so uh lately i've always just felt love and joy and bliss coming from these beings and now the energy and and knowing that we have to get our hands dirty, we have to step up and we have to help this planet out because it's it's going nowhere fast. I'm losing you a little bit there, but uh, your voice is back. Um, have you, and I don't mean to bring back chemtrails because people may be getting bored of the same because it's so prevalent. There, by the way, there's a there's a march on January 25th, folks. I forgot the exact website, but you can go to ours. I think we have a link there or our Facebook page. March 25th, there's there are marches all over the United States to so that you can you can stand up to prevent this ongoing crime. So if you can make it to those marches please do they're peaceful marches just to to make people aware imagine all those people who are going to be traveling around you by car even though they may not believe you even though they may not be awakened the fact that there's something out there may make them look up to the sky i remember a few months ago i posted a picture on my one of my facebook pages and i put these this is the sky i was to i was accustomed to growing up and this is the sky today and some of my friends I never realized that, but they said to me, wait a second, that's the same sky we have here in a different state. But anyway, solar flares, have you found a correlation that when there are solar flares coming, that we have a chemtrail day? Are they trying to block what's coming from the sun because our DNA reacts to photons? Yes, definitely. Um, also, cosmic rays uh, affect our, our DNA on a, on a very big scale. And they know that this shift that's happening and these incoming energies are going to create a mass awakening. And even on a DNA, on the physical level, we're going to go through incredible changes. And it's already underway. They can't stop it. But I do believe that's part of the, the game. You know, they're doing is trying to block it, you know, block out the sun so we can't connect. And when we see these waves come through uh, of energy, we also see a very high activity of solar flares because this new highly energized place in space and these other pulses coming from uh galactic plane you know from galactic core whatever you want to call it everybody has a different name for it or the center of the universe as well as 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 the the other alcyon and other suns uh you know are having an effect on the sun and when the sun starts pulsing us you have a huge influx of energy which affects the bioelectric fields around the human body so it's going to create DNA changes, uh, emotional outbursts, uh, a lot of processing going on when these flares hit. People get really agitated, and then, and then some get really tired when these hit. And, and Stanford Research did research with monkeys, and they subjected them to fluctuations in the magnetic fields, and they got behavior, behavior from comatose to self-mutilation. So you can see that, you know, the ones that have a lot of rage, you know, in them, the people that have a lot of anger and a lot of unprocessed attitudes and emotions are going to be projecting and processing and 
going through emotional outbursts. But now that's just part of the process. It's going to create severe weather, which is what we're seeing right now. Uh, these crazy polar storms, which are happening on the planet right now, freezing everything, you know, minus 40 and minus 20, you know, a lot all throughout the Midwest on down. But, uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty intense, you know, the severity of weather we're going through, the increase. I mean, I don't know what's the last count on volcanoes, volcanoes going off. I know last time I saw there was about 22 and that's not the ones underneath the ocean you know so so we're the earth is expanding with these energies and and she's got to release that pressure as well so we're going to have a super increase in volcanic activity and earthquake act activity especially i think the volcanoes actually take a lot of the pressure off the plates you know when they go off but you know they they usually come together where is Al Gore these days? Do we have to show him the news these days to show him the inconvenient truth that the average temperature in the United States is 14 Fahrenheit right now? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the poles are actually uh, growing. You know, the ice is growing. And, and uh, I don't know. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, all that whole thing, everybody's got a gig. They've got a scam. And a lot of the environmentalists, too are pushing a program and a lot of them have been falsely educated. You know, we need carbon dioxide. The planet needs it. You know, it's a major, uh, it's a major necessity. If you go, that's what a, treats, that's what trees need. Yeah. You go near a volcano when a volcano goes off and there's a lot of carbon dioxide, go look at the plant life there. It is so lush right. and, and flourishing. And when those minerals break down, it's like nature's fertilizer. Uh, we got dusted by Mount St. Helens when it went off because we're the next mountain over. And uh, everything just grew like crazy after that, you know. And, and if you want to have an incredible garden, get rock dust, you know, and put remineralize your soil and watch what happens. Exactly. And, you know, I remember years ago when people would uh, say, oh, these natives around the world in Mexico, they're living too close to and all the volcanoes. And this is the reason why, because whenever they erupt, all the minerals that fall into the ground make their crops even stronger. Exactly. You know, and if you could get those minerals, you know, I, I noticed here that they, they got in like bulldozers and truckloads and everything, and they, they actually loaded all the ash on trains and just dumped it, you know, in huge mounds uh, along the railroad tracks and, you know, near Seattle and things like that. You know, I saw this and I go, what is that? And the guy goes, oh, that's the ash, you know, from that, that they had to clean up, you know, and move, you know, around Mount St. Helens and things. And, and uh, I go, really? And I said, so that's just sitting there along the railroad tracks. And they go, yeah. And we're having problems with crops and fertilizer and things like that. I go, this is, this is insane. I go, where, you know, why aren't they just loading this stuff up and boxing it and sending it out, you know, everywhere, you know, or, or, uh, sit in boxcars of this stuff to be, you know, spread around the fields. You know, it's, this will totally take care of, of, you know, all the farms, taking them back to organic and things of that nature. But I, I see this all the time. I saw an area where there, there are mountains of corn and grain. I mean, literally mountains just laid there to rot. And the, uh, the government was buying it off and just letting it rot because they wanted to keep the corn prices high or the wheat prices high or whatever. And you've got all these people starving around the world. You know, it's just beyond ridiculous. Uh, I've never seen such insane, inhuman, you know, and just pure greed with with no respect for life, you know, in, in a lot of the decisions that are being made right now. Oh, they have seen ships, cargo ships dumping tomatoes, dumping bananas in the ocean for the same reason. It's just everything is artificial scarcity. They keep the price up. They keep the commodity price up that way. That's the way they, 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 they subjugate the entire nation. But have you seen a map? Somebody sent me a map the other day showing the reality of the size of the continent of Africa. This is outside of the, of the boundaries of what I wanted to discuss today, but it just came to mind that the continent of Africa is much, much bigger than the maps that we have show. Even the United States just looks like a fraction of the entire continent. Have you seen that? I have, yeah. And it's funny how they did that. And it was all about trying to show that, uh, I don't know who made the maps, but I guess the countries that were much bigger than they are probably the ones that, that made the maps, you know, to show some kind of superiority or something. I don't know. But it, yeah, all the sizes were wrong. And 
I know too. I know in Thrive when I I did a little cameo appearance in the movie Thrive, and they sure. did some uh, some statistics on, it, and they said if you took all the men, women, and children of the world, and uh, and gave them you know an acre of land and a house and a garden and everything, they still wouldn't take over Texas. Exactly, exactly. And by the way, we're in communication with Foster Gamble and his wife. Hopefully, right. we have him on this year. And she has a great segment on, on chemtrails as well. I didn't know she was enlightened a lot when it comes to chemtrails. But Comet Ison, all of a sudden, it, it disappeared from even the alternative media. What do you know? What happened to Comet Ison? You know what? I I don't know. I never I never got anything because we've had so you know, we had Hellbop and then the heaven's gate thing and just all these crazy things yeah. come up and i always hear all this hype going on and then in the end it's everything's kind of the same you know and the thing's gone on and so so i don't i don't know i've i've heard everything from it was a giant mothership to it was a gray reptilian ship and was blown to pieces to uh to it was just a, a big dirty snowball that blew up or whatever and so so it's kind of like um just all the stuff on there. I don't know what to think of it, to be honest with you. I, I didn't get any information from my contacts about it that, that I was to get real excited with it, other than a lot of the elders who I was with. Uh, I just went to the Star Knowledge Conference, was hanging out with a lot of the wisdom keepers and elders there, and they they were talking about it, and uh, they were saying it was the blue kachina, you know, that, that they were waiting for. So, you know, I guess, but other people were saying Hellbop was the blue kachina. So, you know, who knows? I think I just kind of uh, try to stay in the moment and and really tap in and just see if if this is going to be affecting me or my life, or if I'm supposed to put some information out on it, and then I I get whatever I get. But uh, you know, I don't know. It it uh, I haven't had a chance to really look in depth to, to that, but I just never really felt anything. Uh, threatening or, or negative coming out of that. So I, I just kind of left it alone. No, that's fine. And I don't know if you saw a, a few days ago a a California crop circle that popped up and supposedly it was depicting depicting that Ison was a spaceship. But then I believe it was yesterday or the day before the, the uh, uh, video card company NVIDIA came out as saying that they were the ones who, who manufactured the crop circle Yet they're not providing any imagery, any pictures, any any footage showing that they were building their uh, the crop circle. Have you looked into that as well? You know, I I did see the stuff on the video. I haven't gone into meditation on or anything, but I saw video of all these huge green flashing lights over the area. Saw that, yeah, yeah, and uh, and then the way it, it adds up, it it doesn't make sense that. That some that was a man-made circle, you know. There's there's uh, and then I heard somebody come on there, uh, guides. Oh yeah, I saw a bunch of people out here with ropes and things like that. But turns out later on they came after the event and measured it and took all these measurements, and wrote things out. So you know it could be a real event with a big psyops thing after that to dispel, you know, discredit it. Uh, you know that uh, you know it wasn't. A, wasn't a real crop circle. I I know all these guys do that, especially the top of these industries. They always figure out ways of, you know, they get a fall guy to come in and say, oh yeah, we did it, or or you know, or a movie company or whatever. Uh, I know Jaime Masson checked into a lot of things that they people were claiming were done by a movie house, some really good UFO footage, and that there was a movie trailer and this and this, and they gave. This was the company that did it and everything. So he went and went to the addresses, and those companies never existed, and uh, nobody knew who, what he was talking about, and and uh, you know they they weren't anywhere to be found, and and nobody ever knew about these companies. So there there's so much misinformation and disinformation, and and after the fact damage control and cover up, it's it's hard to know you know what's what's happened or what's or what's. Uh, you know what really did happen nowadays and and it's really sad that we live in a society like that and that that governments are involved in that and other black ops things that you know that i think the first clue when the when the the protection company was named echelon that that held had the security there 
uh, that, you know. Echelon? Yeah. Just like the global surveillance system? Exactly. That was the <laughs> name of the of the company that was there to, uh, you know, the private, uh, whatever you call them, uh, serv security. You know, it was the private security company that was there that took control of the situation and everything else. And I'm just saying, well, wait a second. Yeah, Echelon is the global surveillance group, you know, that's heavily CIA, you know, and, and NSA and, and uh, you know, connect the dots. Absolutely. And we have to take a one and only uh, break. But let me just say this. I, I, I heard you mention it during Alfred's interview, and I've said this informally a few times, but I want to say something that a lot of people ask me about ESETI and what happened to me during the last time that I went to ESETI. At the end, I think it was, uh, you said, hey, come, to, come, come with me. Let's do a clearing. And I've never done a cleaning, clearing in my life. And what came out of that was that my spirit guide, correct me if I'm wrong, her name was Nahia. And of course, I'm taking that information. I'm thinking, okay, well, that, that's good to know. Well, a few months later, I'm going to Sedona to a conference. And some people invited me to their home one night. And they were playing this game there called uh, Psychic Circle. And I decided to play with them. And what came out of that, when supposedly somebody from the Orion Council showed up, supposedly, and that does somebody want to ask a question? And I said, of course, I want to. And I asked the question. And what came out, all the people that were, I, I first, I had to remove my hands from the table. I didn't want to uh, be part of, of the moving of the pieces. But the people kept moving the pieces. And the, the lady next to me was writing, she was described, writing all the letters she was reading. And after we come back from the break, I will tell you what happened. And even to this day, I cannot believe what she said. And, and you know what, what I'm talking about, James. But tell, tell people how to get in touch with your work. Are the conferences still going out? Can they visit the ranch when the weather gets better? Oh, yeah. Just go to eSETI.org and all the contact information is there if you want to connect with us. And right now, we're probably not even going to open up till April due to the weather, you know, the snow and the cold and everything else. But uh, we'll be open up in April and... and uh, and if you want to come out, just send an email. Uh, you can send it to eSETI, uh, reservations at gmail.com or just go to the website and, and send it. And we'll send you a, a private invitation to come out and, and check out the ranch. It, it is a private ranch now because due to the problems with that we had, you know, with, with certain officialdom, but, uh, but now, you know, it, it's not only the public, you need a private invitation to come out, but you can get that very easily by, you know, contacting uh, anybody at the ranch and, and asking, you know, if you can come out and check out the, the, you know, what's going on. And we'll have we'll have the workshops and everything lined up uh, real soon. We just don't have a schedule up yet. Are the legal issues gone? Because we haven't heard anything about a year now. Well, uh, it seems to be. You know, it's uh, I haven't heard anything either. So uh, it seems to be uh, hopefully they've decided to, to leave us alone and not totally usurping every basic right, you know, we have. But uh, it was it was kind of sad because the, at the city council meeting, they told us flat out that we had no right to privacy. We had no right to practice our spiritual beliefs and we had no right to assembly and no freedom of speech. And they, they told us flat out, no, you don't. And uh, I just said, well, I, I believe you all took an oath and uh, you're here to, to uh, honor that oath. And uh, it went round and round, but it went through 10 court cases. And, and now it seems to have just, you know, hopefully ended, you know, but you never know with these characters. And when we come back, I'll discuss also the Chinook helicopter. Uh, you probably see them all the time, but that was another experience that I had at the, the ranch. Folks, don't go anywhere. I'm here with my friend James Gilliland and we have so much more to discuss when we come back. This is Mel Fabregas, and you are listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to the first segment of this very important interview. To listen to the rest, go to veritasradio.com and subscribe. You will receive your login immediately. We'll take a short intermission, listen to some music, and we'll be right back. Enjoy. Build your ancient temples came to right along We left 
Journey. 
This is A.C. Griffith, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. <laughs> 